I'm back after like a two week break. Um, yeah, no excuses. I was sick for a little bit, but then I just wasn't feeling super inspired. So I didn't really want to do a podcast. I don't know. I wasn't really trying to force the issue. And honestly, there's just not, I don't think there's enough listeners out there that it really matters. So, and the whole point of this is to be like, true to yourself, right? So I'm just being true to myself and that I wasn't feeling the podcasting vibes. But I'm back and I was feeling super inspired today. I read this amazing article on this blog by Gala Darling. Um, You can just find her at galadarling.com, I'm pretty sure. I'll link to it in the podcast notes. Um, But she was talking about happiness recipes and this really hit home for me I mean, we're in the middle of fucking winter, it's dark so early, and it's really been hard for me to be, like, feeling positive and light and connected to other people. I think because it's so easy to just stay home and, like, binge on Netflix, and because it gets dark so early, we end up just kind of not going out past five, which sucks, honestly. (laughs) You just kind of end up sitting there like watching TV and then you're just watching TV and you end up being junk food and it's just kind of like the vicious cycle of not feeling so great and not being your best self. So reading this article super inspired me because I was like, yes, I think it's um, really hard for us to like realize what our needs are and what a large role those play in our lives because we're so busy looking at other people's needs and thinking about expectations and responsibilities and stuff. And then we end up just doing that whole Netflixy thing, just the vegging out thing. And we end up just feeling like anxious, sad, lonely, like stressed out and disconnected at the end of the day when we're like trying to be relaxed. You know, we're told that our glass of wine and our Netflix is the key to relaxation. And that's totally true sometimes, but I feel like it's become kind of Oh, what am I trying to say? That's become kind of like the automatic and that's not necessarily healthy only in that it, that's probably not helping you meet all the needs that you have to have a day where you feel like happy and fulfilled and content and you're feeling like your your best self. And this doesn't mean like you did everything right, quote unquote, like I ate salad today and I worked out. Like maybe that's not in your recipe. It's about doing the things that fulfill your needs, not doing the things that the internet or other people tell you make you a good human. That's not what this is about at all. So when we map out our needs, it makes it like way easier for us to understand them and way easier for them to be fulfilled. And so when we go through our days checking off these quote-unquote boxes of like what our needs are, the day will end on a better note. We won't feel so anxious um, or any of those other negative emotions that were I just mentioned. Um, like usually feeling more stressed uh, than you were trying. And so you'll feel more relaxed and at peace and in the moment because you're keeping up with your mental and emotional health. Okay, so at this point you're probably like, what the fuck is a happiness recipe? Is this something I like eat? Is this something I should be like doing? Like what the fuck is going on? So, as Gala Darling states in her article, um, while every happiness recipe is unique, they fulfill specific needs that we have as humans. A true happiness recipe takes into account our mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual needs, and ticks the box in each category. 
So she broke it down into four categories, which I totally agree with and I stuck to. Um, Again, this is written by Gala Darling, this little bit right here. So these are the categories she came up with. As she said before, there's mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual. Each category can have a ton of subcategories or themes associated with it. It really depends on you and who you are. And so let's just go through them all. For mental, I wrote, you, there's reading, engaging in a stimulating discussion, either in person or through writing, creative activities, and setting up boundaries and goals. Emotional, being honest about your feelings to others or just yourself, upholding those boundaries that you thought up in your mental category, um, seeing friends or loved ones, facing and working through emotions, journaling, therapy, that kind of stuff. The physical category is pretty easy and I think can be pretty fun. It's basically just moving your body. So if that's doing yoga, going on a walk, dancing, lifting weights, taking a fucking nap, being in nature, having great sex or maybe not so great sex, let's just leave it having sex. You know, that's all under the physical category. Basically being in the tangible world, using your body. The spiritual category, I mean, that kind of speaks for itself, but here's some things I came up with along, and Gala came up with as well. Meditation, alone time or quiet time, rituals, connecting with something bigger than us, you know, that we feel is bigger than us through their prayer or other practices, whatever kind of makes you feel in touch with your spirituality with something bigger you know maybe that's taking an epsom salt bath with candles in in the quiet at night i don't know whatever it is you know your spiritual practices are super personal so i think that category is kind of hard to map out but there you go so we've covered the mental emotional physical and spiritual categories of a happiness recipe so when you're coming up with your happiness recipe you go through each category and you really think about the things in life that you need to feel happy and fulfilled and what those things are in related to the category. So maybe a perfect day for, well, let's stay away from that that terminology. Maybe a day for you that would make you feel super fulfilled and super in tune with yourself would include like reading, having your alone time, journaling about some boundaries you upheld and how you're really happy about that because I know that's personal for me. I do that. Um, going to yoga and then saying a prayer before bed. Maybe that's your happiness recipe. It doesn't have to be one thing from each category. It can be multiple things and you don't have to do every single thing from every category every day, you know, cause maybe you don't want to go on a walk, go to yoga, have sex, sleep, and then meditate, have alone time, do your ritual and pray. Like you don't have to do everything. I, this isn't about having to do anything actually it's about doing the things that you know are going to make you feel more connected to yourself and others and thus when you end your day you'll feel less anxious and upset and you'll feel more at peace in the moment and content with where you are and what you did so now i'm kind of leaving behind gala's article um although you guys have to read it it's so good so how to implement your recipe So what I think the best way to start off is, is when you're feeling off or at the start of your day, 
go through your list or your recipe and see if there's something maybe you missed. Maybe you missed a whole category. Maybe something you didn't think was that important in a category you missed and it turns out it's super important. Who knew? Now you know that's a need that you kind of want to have every day because you know it makes you feel good. Um, So definitely go through your happiness recipe. If you have to write it out with little check boxes to make it easy to check it off, do it. It really helps you get in tune with who you are and what makes you and what makes you your best you. So yeah, this will really help you understand your emotions and your reactions to people because when we're not fulfilling our needs, we tend to be more on an emotional roller coaster and we tend to be more pessimistic and I think we can feel that our needs aren't being met and so that causes us to feel a little clingy or grabby or, uh, you know, ill at ease. Like we, we feel unstructured and kind of floating and no one really likes that feeling. And so this, the happiness recipe and really writing it out and checking those boxes off will really help you see how your actions affect your emotions and that our happiness is within our control. And it is a choice and that's super freeing. We're no longer at the whims of the world, quote unquote, I guess. So kind of riffing off of that, knowing your happiness needs, your happiness recipe is like, I think one of the coolest ways to set yourself up for success. Because like I stated above, it'll help you understand and be able to work with your emotional landscape. Um, And it also helps you to not run on empty, excuse me, to make sure that your emotional and mental tank are, well, maybe not all the way full, but they're definitely not, (laughs) you're not running on fumes. And this really helps you succeed at your goals because it gives you that ability to give to others or to give to your projects or your work, whatever, because A, you're in control of your emotions, your happiness and your responses to things. And then because of that, you have more to give. Like I said, you're not living for other people's expectations or outside responsibilities. You're having that balance of fulfilling your own needs and not looking outside of you to do that while also being able to give to the things that fulfill you. So it's kind of like it feeds itself. When you give yourself what you need, you're able to push that out into your life and fill the things in your life that will also fulfill you, like relationships and passion projects. I mean, whatever, really. And so when you have certain goals, knowing yourself and then being able to give more to that goal is of course a great way to succeed. Um, You won't show up to meetings so fried, you won't show up to work, 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 and work, and be like, what the fuck, why am I here again? You know, like, you're giving your all to a creative project, but it's not turning out the way you want. I mean, maybe you'll feel those things sometimes, I'm sure it's life, but this will really help mitigate it. Because you'll know yourself, woo, that's so fun. Again, understanding our needs helps us to better understand ourselves. And I kind of mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast, but I th- I think a lot of us go through life trying to fulfill what we think others need or what others expect. And maybe they have verbally made that clear, or maybe it's in your head, whatever. 
Um, but these things kind of tend to shape our choices and make us feel impotent when it comes to making choices that are just for ourselves because we feel like that's selfish and we feel like it's irresponsible to not take care of other people or to, I guess, listen to other people and do what they want. Um, and so I think this really helps cut through that bullshit and make you realize that everyone has needs and it's 100% fucking valid to take care of those needs. And it's not selfish, which is a stupid word anyways. And it's not self-centered and you're not taking away from someone else by filling your own cup. Kind of like we just talked about, filling your own cup only helps you to fill others. Um, my friend Travis, shout out, he has this quote that he wrote on our whiteboard in our house that says, use your fire to help others burn brighter, but you need to be able to tend your fire to do that. And so definitely, I think the happiness list, the happiness recipe is awesome for just helping you really get in tune with yourself and really realizing there's no shame around having needs, that we literally all have them. And just because someone's not fulfilling theirs and acting like a martyr doesn't mean that that's actually great. That's kind of shitty and sucks. Like, fulfilling your needs should be something we all strive for because it makes us have healthy, balanced lives. For the most part. I mean, balance is kind of a hard thing to have consistently. But I think you guys get the gist. So, my favorite part of the happiness recipe is about structure because I... I'm a Taurus. I really struggle with walking that line between getting out there and doing stuff and being a total glutton, couch potato hedonist, you know? So doing those things doesn't make me happy, but I have that perception that they will. And so when I sat down and made the happiness recipe, it made me realize that I mean, it made me realize something I've always known, but it really made it concrete for me. Like, no, vegging out doesn't equal fulfillment or happiness or feeling peace and peace at the moment. Actually, it's these, these things and those categories that help you do that. And so maybe I'm not speaking for everyone, but I think I speak for a lot of people when I say that finding structure can be really hard and... Maybe it's because you have a lot of time, or maybe it's because you have a lot of demands. But either way, I think structure and balance are things that most people crave. And not structure that's set up for them by someone else. Structure that we have some control over. Um, We have, I mean, we just all feel, there's like so much stuff we feel like we should always be doing, or we actually have to be doing, like going to work, or doing homework, or taking care of your kids, you know, paying the bills, eating. (laughs) Those are things that are kind of non-negotiable. I mean, yeah, I guess you could not go to work or school or take care of your kids or eat, but I think we all know where that kind of goes. So that's a (laughs) non-conversation. And having this happiness recipe, I have found really helps you structure your time more efficiently and then you get more return. Um, And I know it can sound scary to be like, oh my god, there's more things I have to structure and like fit into my life. But that goes kind of back to that illusion I talked about of like vegging out is relaxation. 
may sometimes, but I think actually meeting our needs is relaxation and fulfillment. Do you really think that watching, I don't know, 10 hours of TV is fulfilling and relaxing? Maybe, but probably not all the time if that's all you ever did to relax. I, I mean, I just, I don't know. I don't really feel like that's, that's the way. So when you make this list, you realize like what you need to be a happy, fulfilled person. And you can balance that with your other life responsibilities and non-negotiable responsibilities of living. And it'll have, the day will end with you feeling more, I keep using the word content. It'll have you feeling probably less anxious and stressed and all like frazzled than if you had just fallen to one of the other categories, you know, like vegging completely or only dealing with responsibility, the non-negotiable responsibilities of life. And the happiness recipe, I really feel like it helps you fit you, things that fulfill your needs and mix them into the vegging parts of our lives and the responsibility parts of our lives. And it gives us like a more holistic approach to living and it lets our emotions be more level because we're not constantly up and down veg and responsibility, veg and responsibility. Woo! We're like, no, I am taking time for myself. I'm taking time to glut out a little bit. I'm taking time to take care of my responsibilities. Balance. And the list really helps you realize that because it's pretty hard to meet your needs when you only have a vague idea of what they are or you have a feeling of what they are. This way you're like, no, I need to fucking read. And so that will make me feel really good. I haven't checked that off. And so you know, like, I'm going to just go read for 30 minutes. Trust me, it'll feel a lot better than just like sitting there scrolling on your phone being like, I'm bored. I feel unfulfilled. I feel like I'm not relaxed. I'm stressed out. What the fuck? Scrolling on Instagram is not going to give you that reward that structuring your time around your actual needs will. So... This also, I found, really helps end boredom and the endless hours on Instagram, total Instagram whore, or the couch, basically staring at screens that I feel like ends in that kind of like grogginess and that feeling of disconnected. You feel like super disconnected from other living things um, because you can be like, yeah, I want to watch TV. I like watching my shows, but I know if I watch too many hours of it, I'm going to end up feeling shitty. So what haven't I checked off on my happiness recipe? Or what's another category that I could work on that I haven't been giving enough attention to lately? Maybe I only move my body for 20 minutes. Maybe I want to move some fucking more. Maybe I haven't been outside today, you know? The list is endless, but it really helps you end the sitting and the staring at the screens, and it really helps you be more active and engaged in your... Um, like emotional choices and in your life and I think that yields way more fulfilling experiences and fulfilling interactions with people because you're fucking present and you're there doing it because I mean hell it benefits you and I think that's why a lot of people do things so you know if you know you feel better when you meet up with friends you go for a run you sit with some fucking crystals and some incense then don't spend your day not doing those things because there's this perception that vegging out is easier or is actually more relaxing than going and quote unquote doing those things. Well, I'm in my sweatpants. I'm so comfy. I don't know if I want to leave the house. And then you end up sitting there later and you're like, oh my God, why do I feel so fucking weird? I feel so off and I feel so blah. 
dude, because you weren't checking off the shit on your list. Don't get caught up in that illusion that the Netflix and the glass of wine or whatever is like the only way to relax. Staring at screens or just engaging in vices is not truly relaxing if that's all we're doing. Engaging in life and having fulfilling, inspiring, whatever, connections with other people in the world around us, that's what in the end will make us feel more content. And when we structure our time around those things we need, when we have our veg time, like maybe 30 minutes before our bed, you're like, I'm just going to fucking take a bath and watch my favorite show. Boom. Then it sounds like that's important and on your list. You know? So it's not like saying like we constantly have to be doing, but the disengaging from life and other people, I mean, if that's our go-to relaxation mode, no wonder we all feel so anxious and disconnected. Of course, duh. Um, and I'm saying this coming from a place where I just watched Vampire Diaries for like three days straight. So um, yeah, don't worry, I'm not judging you, but I definitely am familiar with that feeling. And I hate it enough that I swear the universe brought me this article to tell you guys about because I was feeling so fucking shitty that reading the happiness recipe changed my life. I was like, oh my God, I'm not meeting my needs. I'm literally just fucking sitting here staring at these people living these fake lives. It's, it's not even reality. <laughs> so I really feel like it super helps with structuring time and therefore regulating our emotions, fulfilling our relationships and giving us the energy to create deeper relationships and reach our goals and give ourselves to our passion projects. Yes, be more present, be more emotionally level, which is so important. I know we all struggle with that. We want to be able to react the way that feels the most right to us. We don't want to snap at people. We don't want to feel blah. We don't want to feel fucking anxious for no reason. So when we know ourselves better and we know our needs, this really helps us see those emotions for what they are when they're coming from a place that's controllable and it really helps us understand when it's coming from a place that's not controllable sometimes we are just anxious for no reason we can work with that and be like you know maybe if i check off some more shit for my happiness recipe i'll feel a little bit more at ease you know okay i think i beat that to death now so we can move on <laughs> this is a point that um seems <clears throat> weird at first, but I think it's actually super important. And being in our mid-20s, maybe early 20s, I don't know, maybe you're in your 30s, I find a lot of people in my life don't want to spend money ever. From $5 to, I don't know, 500 It doesn't really, the amount doesn't matter, I guess is what I'm saying. They just feel like spending money is bad. And I'm here to say, no, it's not bad. Um, it's bad when you spend money that you don't have on stuff you fucking don't need. But if it's to create an experience in your life that's going to make you feel more fulfilled, more emotionally level, and happy, and increase your the depth and connectedness of your relationships, then you not spending that money is a detriment to yourself. You are holding yourself back. And I'm so sick of hearing that as an excuse to not live your life that I'm here to say, get over it. And if you, okay, we all have 
circumstances that sometimes inhibit us from being able to spend money when we want to. But I really don't think, if that's a constant in your life that you are constantly broke, then you really need to look at that. And I will do an episode on finances because, not to brag, I'm fucking bomb with them. So, barring those times in our life where we actually do need to save some money, maybe you're moving into a bigger place, maybe you're getting married, maybe you want to go on your dream trip, or maybe you just really need to fucking fix the brakes on your car. I don't know, but sometimes we just have to save that extra fucking two cents, you know? But when we're not there, which hopefully that isn't the majority of your life, spending cash on your mental, emotional well-being is good for you. My favorite example is, like, if you hate working out at home, but your favorite class costs $12, and so you're like, mm, I guess I'll just do it at home, but you feel shitty about it and you don't get a great, like, the workout you wanted, go to the class! Spend the 12 fucking dollars to feel fulfilled and happy and content. Check off your needs. It's worth spending money on your goddamn needs. I cannot stress this enough. I'm so sick of seeing people do nothing with their with themselves and feel unhappy and discontented because they won't go out there and put the money into what they need to put the money into. Sometimes doing stuff for free or just putting the energy into it isn't enough. And I'm not advocating that you spend like like thousands of dollars on shit. I don't believe people need to be buying like $85 tinctures to be happy. But $12 for a gym class or maybe $500 to go see your best friend that you haven't seen in a long time? Like, what are you waiting for? Literally, what are you waiting for? When is it going to be guaranteed that you're going to do those things? There is no guarantee. So when the opportunities come and it fucking fits your happiness recipe to a T and you're like, this will fulfill me and make me feel happy, spend the money. Spend the money. Go. Money has value when it's spent. Obviously, we all need savings. Obviously, we all need to spend wisely. We need to be conscious of our own personal budgets and stick to them. But if you're never spending money and you're hoarding it, or you can't fucking get a grip and you're just spending money willy-nilly, you're probably not fulfilling your happiness quota or your emotional mental tank. Because the best things in life aren't always free. Sometimes we have to spend money to have those experiences that make us the best version of ourselves and make us feel the best. Like I said, doesn't take thousands and millions of dollars. Literally, it can be a $12 class or a $5 like gourmet brownie dessert. I don't know. But you don't want to let things go that fulfill you and make you feel like your truest self because they cost money. An extra couple bucks here and there isn't going to kill you. And in fact, when they're going towards your health and happiness, you're probably going to feel better. And the key is you don't feel guilty about spending that money on something that brings you joy or you could have done for free. You know, like back to the workout example. Dude, treat yourself. Like this is about you for having the best, most fulfilling time here on this earth and feeling good about it. So if you spend money on something that makes you feel good and is making you true self and fulfilling your happiness recipe, kick that guilt to the curb, baby. You don't need it. You're here to be happy and fulfilled, content in the moment, dude. $12, $5 here and there, you'll make that back. Totally. That $500 plane ticket to see your best friend, I mean, the experience will be invaluable. You can't put a price on 
relationships, especially friendships. Like, how many people have just millions of best friends laying around? Those relationships are sacred. So, fuck it. Go, dude. Buy the brownie. Go to the class. See your fucking friends. Or fly to Europe. I don't know. Spend that money on things that make you feel good. Don't keep yourself from feeling good because you want to save, like, five bucks. That's insanity. Straight up insanity. Or get more creative with how you make money. If you're not making enough and you're constantly penny-pinching, it's time to have a serious talk with yourself. But like I said, that'll be a whole other episode. I don't want to rant on that. So, let me get a catch of breath after that rant. (laughs) Sorry. Don't mean to yell at you guys. I'm not yelling. I love you all. I just hear that excuse so much. And I just... You want people around you to succeed and be their best selves. And when you see something that trivial getting in the way, you know, you just get a little, I just get a little like, no, go out there, be your best self. Maybe a little soccer mommy, you know, a little, oof, get back in the minivan, breathe, take a couple breaths, take a Xanax. So, okay. I calm down. No more yelling. (laughs) So to end out, um, I'm going to just give my happiness recipe as an example. Remember, you don't have to do every single thing in every category that you've written out. Um, This is a guide for you to look at throughout the day to help you structure everything like we've been over. Um, So I'm just going to go through the categories like we did at the beginning. So when it comes to my mental, excuse me, categories, um, what makes me feel happy is checking in with my goals, writing out what I did that day that helped me achieve them, um, reading. I really enjoy having a heated discussion about anything from books to current events and intellectual stuff that makes me tick so doing that is a straightaway key to making me happy um my emotional needs are seeing friends and just laughing I love a good night with some drinks and some dirty jokes you just feel like you can let loose a little be your true self you know um and then to balance that having alone time and doing some creative projects like collaging or journaling physical I have to be physical every day or I'll lose my mind. Um, I, it really helps me. So working out, I love cardio or dancing. I really try, I literally try and dance every single day. Sometimes I'll dance all day. It makes my boyfriend insane. But when I'm not working or doing like responsible things, I'll be at the house just like dancing around. Love it. It's so fun. I can't get enough. I've always loved to dance. So that makes me super happy. Um, spiritual, this category is hard for me to explain, but I'm going to give it a shot. So dancing again, when I'm dancing, I can feel, it can be super spiritual and make me feel super connected. Again, journaling. Um, the key thing is for me, if I just create a time for myself where I sit, maybe with music playing in the background maybe silence. I actually do this best when I'm driving. I think the movement helps most of us think pretty well. Like, it helps us think more clearly. Um, But I kind of sit and think and go through spiritual conundrums I might be having or just really process things that are going on in my life at the moment. I think through all my, like, relationships that are at the forefront at that moment. I think about how I could make them better. I think about their actions. I think about mostly my actions. Remember, we are in control of our responses on how things make us feel. Um, And 
as you know, I've talked about this a bunch. I really let the clean or the dirty energy guide the process. And so I play with different reactions. I play with different emotions. And based on how they make me feel, I will put more thought into them and try and be like, how can I put this in the tangible world? How does responding like that in my imagination... Why? If responding like that in this imaginary scenario would make me feel better about that scenario in real life, how can I implement it? That kind of stuff. If you want to hear more about that, I will gladly do an episode on it. Since there's not a lot of listeners out there, maybe I'll just do an episode on it anyways. <laughs> um, but yeah, all of those things are incredibly important. And I know that they make me end my day feeling a lot better. And honestly, I sleep way better than if I just vegged out. Um, obviously, for some scientific reasons and for some non-scientific reasons, but... Yeah, I really enjoy following through on my list and making it a priority to try and do one thing from each category. The results are awesome. And I really hope that you guys got value out of this because I super loved it. And thank you, Gala Darling, for inspiring me. I will link to her article in the blog notes. And you guys should just check out her blog in general. It's super dirt, super dirt, wow, super positive vibes. And I don't know, she's really funny too. I love her. So thanks guys. And go out there and create your happiness recipes. It's so fun. And if you guys actually listen and love the show, let me know how the happiness recipe worked for you. And please, 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 this would make me so happy. (laughs) Uh, If you guys would go on iTunes and rate and review, I really would love to start seeing some reviews out there. Give me the good, the bad, the ugly. I want to hear it all. Let me know what's working, what's not working. But those reviews would mean the world. Um, Podcasts really need them. And I really want to know if people are listening. So please go do that. I'm begging you. And maybe if I actually start getting some ratings and reviews, I'll do a giveaway or something cool like that. So yay. Um, Sorry I was gone for so long. Baby, I'm back. Uh, You guys have a good night. (laughs) 